from the dark web to your radio dial. You are listening to CyberTalk Radio on News 1200 WOAI. Welcome to CyberTalk Radio. I'm your host, Brett Pyatt, a 20-year internet security veteran. Uh, this week, we're talking cybersecurity in San Antonio. This is a very fitting topic for a program called CyberTalk Radio. If this is your first time listening, we uh, cover uh, all aspects of the cybersecurity community and ecosystem here in the San Antonio area. And as San Antonio is uh, the second largest metro uh, for cybersecurity talent behind the Washington, D.C. one, uh, there's lots going on here. And many of the things that we talk about apply nationwide. So if you're joining us uh, on iHeart Streaming, Thank you for listening live. If you are catching this via podcast on our replay, thank you as well. If you have a favorite podcasting service uh, that you use and uh, our content is not available on that service, let us know via Facebook or Twitter. You can find us on both. Uh, we will get you a CyberTalk Radio t-shirt and we will get our content added to that podcasting platform. I'm joined uh, this week by the Deputy Director of Cybersecurity San Antonio. So Amanda, thank you for joining us and can you give the audience an intro? Thank you. Thank you for having us here. My name is Amanda, born and raised in San Antonio, Texas, graduated from Brackenridge High School. Shout out to the Eagles. Woohoo. I know. I know. Um, yeah, so I'm from here. Just moved back to San Antonio last summer. So it's hard to believe it's only been a little over a year. But, uh, but prior to that, I was in D.C. for eight years, decided to come back home because of the cybersecurity industry. So very passionate about elevating that brand getting the word out there about what we have here in San Antonio and making sure that we're all on the same page. Yeah. So for those of you listening in Washington, D.C., it costs half as much to live here. Um, and you might make 10% less, maybe 15% less. I don't know. It, there's uh, lots of good jobs here. And uh, if you're listening, you can hop on an airplane flight, be down here in San Antonio. Uh, there is work for you here as well. And we would be happy to have you make the move. And then maybe we can go from number two to number one. That's right. Yeah, so there's my, my pitch in recruiting. But uh, not only is it, uh, there's lots of interesting stuff going on in San Antonio other than just being more affordable. And that's uh, what Amanda's joining us to talk about today. So uh, how many chambers of commerce across the U.S. have a cybersecurity committee? That is an excellent question. There are actually several. So I know one I've met in person, our counterpart out in Colorado Springs. Okay. Um, they're that would very be a fitting place people. to have one since there's this yes. Air Force Academy thing there. Yes. Uh, so there's a couple others, different structure, different organizations, but um, similar to what we're doing, working on workforce, working on education, industry, uh, global engagement strategies, marketing, branding, all of that. So yeah. very similar objectives, but different communities, different challenges. Not very many. Not very many. No, so that's like why of, we're number two. Of the, of the other, yeah, the other big metros in, in Texas, do any of the the chambers there have a cybersecurity committee? It seems like the one in Austin probably should now with the uh, Air Army Cyber Command stuff going up there, but they might not yet. Not sure about that. Yeah, not sure about so. that. My number one job is promoting San, San Antonio, Antonio, so I'm yeah, not really tracking <laughs> other industry uh, councils in other cities. But yeah. always happy to make new friends. So if anybody's listening. Yeah. They want to hear more about San Antonio, share about their industry, happy to learn. And by the way, cybersecurity is growing out there nationwide. There's hundreds of thousands of jobs openings now. Uh, there's going to be millions in the future. And uh, so if you are a, in another city and you are listening, uh, your city should be starting to think about what are we going to do to um, help train up more cybersecurity folks? Uh, because there's lots going on here in San Antonio. We'll talk some about that 
uh, throughout the program on the education side of things. But uh, if your schools uh, don't have Cyber Patriot programs, your schools should get it. It's a team sport, middle school and high school, just like football. Oh, wait, except better than football. Uh, way better. You, yeah, way better than football. You get to play team cybersecurity. Uh, you get to potentially go uh, to that Washington, D.C. metro area for a national championship. So all expenses paid, all expenses paid. Uh, and uh, yeah, as you, you go through all of that, uh, there's lots of colleges out there offering scholarships. There's a cyber competition at the collegiate level as well, just like you've got college football. Yep. Um, and then when you get out, though, there's many more jobs in cybersecurity than there are jobs in the NFL. Uh, so and we're working on Letterman jackets, just so you know. So it's going to be on the same level as sports, I'm yeah. pretty sure. At yeah. least in San Antonio in the next year, we'll have a couple of teams walking around with Letterman jackets and Cyber Patriot patches and all that. Yeah. Pep rallies, working yeah. on that. Yeah, so if you wanted to learn more uh, about Cyber Patriot, we've had on uh, some kids on some of the teams. We've had on coaches uh, that have taken teams to nationals. So uh, check out our uh, Cyber Talk Radio archives at www.cybertalkradio.com. Okay, Amanda, so I've been uh, driving this thing all over the uh, place. Um, there's probably, uh, to help folks uh, get some understanding, so the chamber here has had the Cybersecurity Committee for quite a while now. Yes, it's just changed names. Okay, so yeah. So I believe maybe 10, 11 years ago, there was an Information Technology Council that eventually morphed into Cybersecurity Industry Council. And so because the council is housed in the San Antonio Chamber of Commerce, it's very much industry-driven. What that's morphed into over the past three years has been the Cybersecurity San Antonio program. And so my job, uh, there's two of us, myself and Will Garrett, our job is to go out into San Antonio, gather all the information we can from K-12, higher ed, nonprofits, workforce, um, industry, small businesses. Uh, we have UTSA Small Business Development Center. We have an Institute for Economic Development. We have a lot going on in San Antonio. So as much as humanly possible, preferably between Monday through Friday, but sometimes weekends, <laughs> we go out, gather information, learn as much as we can, flip that back to the community to um, increase people's understanding of what we have in San Antonio. Even amongst each other, you'd be surprised how often we connect the dots between people and organizations that normally maybe they just didn't know each other because they're kind of siloed. Yeah, that was one of our goals uh, for Cyber Talk Radio when we started up is that uh, we've got a tech corridor and tech district here in downtown. Uh, most of the cyber security is not in downtown, uh, and most of the folks uh, do not uh, come downtown very often unless maybe they're popping over to City Hall or something. Uh, so we were, uh, when we put this together, we put the recording studio for it here uh, in the downtown area so that uh, we could get in and start some of that, that cross-pollination activity uh, with our radio show. Yeah, no, that's great. And yeah. congrats on 100 episodes now, too. I yes, noticed that. Yeah. It's a big deal. Two, a deal. two years on air, and they have not thrown us off yet. <laughs> James, our producers, only had to hit the red button once. So in San Antonio, we've, we've got a mix of both public and private sector cybersecurity. Right. So is it working for a uh, private sector, Chamber of Commerce, uh, but having public sector activity here helps. How does how does that all kind of work inside of your world? It feels pretty complicated. Right. Uh, I think it's just, it's relatively easy in that way because it's people-based. So at the end of the day, you have people who are interested in different parts of cybersecurity, different communities within San Antonio, different organizations. You have different affinities for different groups. So with our program, what we've essentially done, and we have to give a shout out to our chair for this year, uh, Mark Chamberlain. He's executive director for information security over at USAA. And so we have a volunteer uh, from the industry, usually senior level leadership, who guides us throughout the year. 
And so Mark uh, came on board January and just has helped us really structure the program a little better. And so now we have five core focus areas. And so that kind of helps us organize a little bit and also engage the community and uh, put them to work and give them some tasks if they want to be involved um, to that extent. So those five areas, it's global engagement. Then second one is innovation and economic development. Third one is uh, education and talent development. Fourth one is military and government affairs. And the fifth is sustainability. And what sustainability means is essentially fundraising, programmatic structure, branding internally, website, things like that, more internal stuff. The rest of it is mainly external facing. So now that we're kind of organized in that way, each of those four groups, uh, including ours of sustainability, so all five have at least three co-chairs. And those are not myself and Will. Those are people who are in the community, different perspectives, different organizations, different resources, different sets of knowledge, different backgrounds who come together and help us strategize within those areas and across those areas, how the heck do we get all of us on the same page um, and working towards common goals? Yeah. So uh, with this, uh, if you're listening out there and you're in the San Antonio area and you wanted to get involved, Mm -hmm. uh, where do you go? How do you sign up? So the easiest way to get involved right now is going to www.cybersecuritysa.com. On there, there's a contact us form. You can contact us that way. Just say, hey, heard you on CyberTalk Radio. I want to get involved. If you want to list one of the areas, that's fine. But if you just want to say, I have no idea what you're doing. Can you update me? Can you brief my team? Can you talk to whoever? Hey, I know somebody's doing an event soon. We also have a newsletter that goes out weekly to almost a thousand people now. And it's not just San Antonio folks. More than half is about San Antonio folks. The other half, I would say a lot are focused in the DMV, DC, Maryland, Virginia area, and the rest are throughout the country and the world. So it's a good audience to kind of include for that. You're listening to 1200 WAI. This is Cyber Talk Radio, and I'm talking uh, with the Deputy Director of Cybersecurity San Antonio. We're going through uh, uh, some talk about uh, economic development, uh, involvement, communication, collaboration, and uh, how you build a, a stronger uh, industry in a city. Uh, as this is Cyber Talk Radio, we're focused on building that cybersecurity industry uh, here in the San Antonio area. If you uh, just turn the radio on right now, you can listen to the rebroadcast and replay of this on Tuesday, October the 2nd. It will go up on our website, uh, onto our YouTube channel. If you would like to see a still photo of Amanda and I, uh, we've been asked about uh, why don't you do live video or why don't you uh, show video and it just changes the whole studio uh no uh yeah no one wants to be recorded as you you talk for an hour well maybe you do and like these shows on espn and other places now where you've got the folks that really they're doing a radio and a tv program yeah so that's uh probably not where we're headed here anytime soon you can uh also uh listen to uh the whole start of this episode via um, any podcasting service out there on the internet. So uh, you can catch this. You can catch all of our, our previous ones as well. We've talked a little bit today about Cyber Patriot. Uh, we haven't mentioned Port San Antonio yet, but I'm sure we will get there. We've had on the CEO of, of Port San Antonio uh, a couple of times uh, on here talking about uh, all the things going on out there uh, in our cybersecurity industry. It's uh, not actually a harbor. There are no harbors in San Antonio. We are inland. Uh, it has rained quite a bit this summer, uh, but still do not have a harbor here, and hopefully we never have one. Uh, that would be way too much rain. So uh, that Tuesday, October the 2nd, though, Amanda, that will be the second day of a special month for, for you. 
That is right. So October 1st marks the start of National Cybersecurity Awareness Month and CSAM. If you're looking for that on Twitter, they have a hashtag as well. Um, it's exciting. So apparently 2018 is the 15th year that we've had National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. So if you think of that, especially for folks like you who've been in the game for 20 years, yeah. we've only had this for 15 years, so a little behind, but that came through um, DHS, National Cybersecurity Alliance. So it's nice to see that now they have uh, National Cybersecurity Awareness Month champion. So if your company, organization, um, group is not, your school is not already signed up to be a champion, you can sign up online, uh, be listed with other folks. So we're a little competitive. So we want to see more San Antonio folks on there. So if you're not already on there, I really encourage people to do that so we can brag about you. Uh, but it's exciting. And I think right now, especially, uh, cybersecurity is always important. And it cuts across industry, across ages, um, across generations. And I think uh, it, it's defined as different things for different people. And I think for our Cybersecurity Awareness Month, they kind of break it down for people who are not cyber people. Yes. So there's a weekly theme. Uh, some of them involve, you know, privacy online, privacy for kids and schools, uh, things like that. So it's it's a really good source for information. Here in San Antonio, what we're trying to do is have a kickoff on Monday, October 1st, time and location TBD, but just trying to say, hey, San Antonio, this is a big deal. Cybersecurity Awareness Month for us in the area who, that for San Antonio is home to the second largest concentration of cybersecurity professionals in the nation. You know, we have a lot going on. Yeah. And so there's a long list of events. Uh, we're sending out that calendar and posting online soon. But there's something for everybody. There are meetups. There are happy hours. Cyber Def Dojo is celebrating its fourth year of existence, which is exciting. That's the, the largest cybersecurity meetup in the U.S., uh, bigger than anyone's because that, that whole Washington, D.C. metro is big. Um, and if you live in Maryland, you probably don't drive to D.C. for a meetup. If you live in Virginia, you probably don't drive to D.C. for a meetup. You may go there for work, uh, but you're probably not going there for a meetup. So they, I think each of those different uh, communities end up with their own separate groups and meetups. But here in San Antonio, we are, we're unified all uh, around the CyberDef Dojo. Yep, it's exciting. Um, so yeah, so there's a lot of activity going on. We have the Texas Cyber Summit that's going to be at the Wyndham downtown. That's a new event for San Antonio. That, to me, in my non-technical speak, the easiest way to describe that is it's very technical conference. It's for, to me, hackers, uh, penetration testers, technical folks. But one of the exciting announcements they just made recently was that Rob Joyce from the NSA is coming down to San Antonio, which is huge. As yeah. folks know or may not know, um, he was a cybersecurity coordinator in the White House and has since gone back to the NSA. So the fact that he's going to be here in San Antonio, I'm really excited no, to have him here. Big news. So if you uh, wanted to uh, register and attend that conference, it's October 12th through the 14th here. Yep. Uh, you can find out information about that on cybersecuritysa.com because I'm certain if it's not already up on your website, uh, it will be. Yes. Uh, between now and uh, the registration deadline for the conference there. Yes, that is correct. Um, and that kind of is a good segue into kind of what's going on throughout the community. So I want to talk a little bit about cybersecurity in San Antonio today. And so it's not just industry and it's not just military doing things that we don't know about because it's classified and under lock and key and happening in dark rooms or basements or anything like or that. Or skiffs. Or skiffs, secure compartmented information facility done figured it out but <laughs> yes so 
Besides that, so like you were talking about K-12, Cyber Patriot, um, there are other examples of folks that are training kids in middle school level here in San Antonio, and the kids are coming out of eighth grade with certs and security plus. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing to have that. So by the time they get out of middle school, they're in high school, and now the high school teachers and curriculum developers are trying to figure out what the heck to do with these kids because they've already gone through principles of IT principles of cybersecurity. Now they got to engage them in something else while you have these other kids coming on board as ninth graders. No, this, these are good struggles to, to create yes. inside the education system. Yeah, we, we had Mike Maldonado on the, the program when he was yep. uh, teaching at a, a middle school and uh, running middle school cyber patriot teams. I think he's now moved up to a, a high school uh, here recently. But uh, yeah, I mean, these are challenges and struggles as um, over the last 20 years, uh, mathematics, uh, at the middle school level, they started teaching more advanced algebra. Some middle schools right. even started offering geometry, and you'd get up to high school, and the high schools might have calculus A, uh, right. or, but they didn't have calculus B. They didn't have um, anything above and beyond that, and these kids were starting, mm-hmm. um, and they were done with math by their junior year. There wasn't yep. anything else left for them to take at their high school, and some high schools didn't even yep. offer calculus 15 years ago. Right. And then yeah. another story I like sharing. So that's a really fun story. And so I think what we're seeing is this increasing demand from federal, from, and this is just in San Antonio, federal partners, education, K-12, higher ed, industry to say, hey, we have our own conferences all the time, but we need to all be in the same room and figuring out, okay, this kid's got a cert, this classroom knows this, what are the internships coming up, what college should they go to, what are the scholarships that are available, can we do an info session for parents what does that look like like can we brainstorm together and i think that's really exciting and that's indicative of the community that san antonio is and why we're unique and why we're number two in the nation is because we have this collaborative community focused you know jump in pitch in and get things done approach uh, so that's been really exciting to see and kind of help in a little way yeah i know and then there was a a the program to train a number of middle school teachers to start teaching software development here uh, across the San Antonio mm-hmm. um, and kind of West Texas area and the, uh, over the last year. Um, and what it, it's important to get this down. And, and really, if your parents, you're listening out there with your kids um, to expose them to programming, cybersecurity and things in middle school, because um, as you come into high school now, if you're not hearing about this yet, there's pathways uh, mm-hmm. where you've got to make a decision as a yep. freshman in high school, That's right. kind of which way you're headed. And so the, if kids aren't exposed to it in middle school, it's harder for them to make that decision uh, at the start of high school. Uh, so mm-hmm. that it, that's been forced down. It used to be you could go off to college and then maybe even punt for a year or two mm-hmm. uh, and then pick a major your junior year. Uh, but now uh, kids are having to pick a, effectively a major in high school uh, as a freshman. So uh, if you a lot of pressure for it's, kids. It's so we don't want to say too much that you have to decide the rest of your life when you're going into high school. But just if you have an interest generally in science and technology, engineering, math, just to foster that and figure out a way, even if it's video games, even if it's graphic design, just bringing that out of kids. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, one of my favorite stories I learned recently is related to higher uh k-12 is nsa texas nsa in texas so usually you can't talk about nsa in texas i get it you but you can find it on google maps though <laughs> you can find it but one of the most exciting things i've learned recently related to k-12 is that nsa in texas has a 
internship program for high school students. And so we met a student recently. We looked at her like she was a unicorn, but she's real. She's very real. There are other folks just like her. And NSA has been successful in bringing down a headquartered program to San Antonio, which is another testament to the strength of our community and our commitment to San Antonio. And so they brought this program down. It's a co-op program. So for high school students who are probably 15 to 16 years old, you can apply for this internship program. By the time you graduate as an 18-year-old, possibly, you can have a TSSCI clearance and then go to college after your senior year, whole year. So you do have to have transportation to NSA in Texas on the far west side, but you go to school for half a day, you work at NSA for half a day, you're essentially a junior staff officer. It's a fantastic opportunity for students here in San Antonio and is unique to San Antonio and something that I have been trying to get the word out about even more and to challenge our other federal partners to figure out what headquarter programs can they also bring down here. Yeah, uh, there's been uh, lots of, of innovation in that space uh, around um, streamlining the clearance process uh, and getting it done for folks uh, in a way earlier than waiting for them to have to get hired by a company. So it's been a, good for uh, a lot of the development there because it's a long process to go through from a, a background checking at the level that needs to happen. Right. Um, and so uh, in San Antonio, if you're considering going to college and you want to get into the cybersecurity stuff, look for the NSA and DHS accredited facilities. And if you're in a program there that's part of that accreditation, you can start your background clearance while you're in college as well. Right. Uh, so that by the time you graduate from college, you can go immediately into working on those projects and you don't end up having to get hired on and sit on the bench for a while. Um, some companies will do that. Some companies won't. And then you end up getting locked out of those potential job opportunities. So if you do right. want to work in that federal space, uh, look at university programs that have the accreditation and start down that path and pipeline uh, ahead of getting out into the workforce. Right. And I will say, so those five universities, so we have five schools, five higher ed institutions here in San Antonio, the most of any city in the entire nation. Again, so we're consistently ranking top, right? Uh, very proud of my hometown, as you can tell. But we have five centers of academic excellence as designated by NSA and DHS. And so those five, everybody always asks, so you've got to list them out. So San Antonio College, St. Philip's College, Our Lady of the Lake University, Texas A&M, San Antonio, and University of Texas at San Antonio. Those are the five. And so, yes, students reach out, learn about them, visit them. They have free events. But also teachers reach out to them as well because some of those schools are developing curriculum. And tied to being a center for academic excellence, you have an obligation to reach out to the community. And so if you're not already in touch with those universities, find somebody, make a friend, parents go to that industry as well. Those are centers that you should be partnering with too uh, in terms of research, development, faculty, staff, any of that. So I just want to plug all those schools as well. So related to the CAEs, I just wanted to say thank you, uh, particularly to the executive director of Cyber Texas Foundation. So Joe Sanchez works out at 25th Air Force, but also for the past 10 years has been convening all the universities and higher ed institutions in San Antonio through the CERC, which is a consortium for innovation, no, I'm sorry, cybersecurity and you can go back. We'll it's just okay. mark it. Yeah. He'll fix it. Cybersecurity Innovation Research Consortium. So that's also very unique for San Antonio to have every single university, four and two year colleges, um, sitting around the same table discussing their cybersecurity departments, their computer science departments, 
and figuring out a way forward together. Yeah, and we've uh, had on faculty and staff from, uh, I believe, all of them now on CyberTalk Radio. So if you uh, check out our archives at www.cybertalkradio.com, you can go uh, in-depth for a whole hour uh, about uh, what the programs are at each of those different schools and uh, what you could go learn there, because while they're all under one umbrella of accreditation, they're teaching uh, different things uh, at the different uh, campuses, because cybersecurity is a broad, big, and giant domain. Uh, We are going to uh, hop into a quick break here for a news, traffic, and weather update. If you're uh, listening to us on the radio, if you are listening to us via podcast, we will be back in an instant. If it is the radio, we'll be back in a few minutes. CyberTalk Radio. I'm your host, Brett Pyatt, a 20-year internet security veteran. Joined by Amanda, who's the deputy director at the Cyber Security San Antonio, not the Cyber Texas Foundation. Those are other great folks here in the San Antonio area. Uh, She was giving a shout-out to them before the break. Uh, We've had Joe Sanchez uh, on the program, so you can uh, catch him uh, on our replay at www.cybertalkradio.com. If you're listening uh, to us uh, via iTunes or Pocket Casts or Stitchers, I guess is this fancy new one that people like uh, for podcasting, we're uh, out on all those different services. And uh, But if you do uh, use a service that you cannot find us on, uh, shout out to us on Twitter, Facebook. We will get you a CyberTalk Radio t-shirt, uh, and we will get our content uh, up there uh, and available for you. So uh, during that break uh, for the news, traffic, and weather, uh, if you're with us on 1200 WAI, uh, Amanda had mentioned a, a great presentation that uh, happened here in San Antonio. Uh, we had a, a Ukrainian uh, cybersecurity researcher had come in to talk about some cyber attack stuff, and there's a replay of that presentation up somewhere as well, right? Yes. So we had a uh, government official from the uh, country of Ukraine who came last year to speak at Texas A&M San Antonio on the south side, uh, thanks to the Pinchuk Foundation, as well as the Atlantic Council and uh, Congressman Will Hurd. And so there's a 25 to 30 minute uh, speech up on the Atlantic Council website. And I'll make sure I pass that link on to y'all as well to share. But if you Google that, you should be able to find it. Okay, yeah, that'll be good. And then we'll we'll put up a blog post recap uh, for this program. And uh, you'll be able to find that link in the blog post recap. That'll go up on our website at uh, Tuesday, uh, October the 2nd. Uh, and this is uh, when, if you are on the radio with us, it will uh, be up on those podcasting services at that time. Uh, it'll be right there kicking off National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. This is uh, fun stuff for us in the cybersecurity world, yes. I know everyone's gotten awareness month now, but this is a really important one. Um, This impacts uh, you as adults. It impacts uh, your kids. Uh, And if you you think the cybersecurity stuff doesn't matter, if you just tell your kids, you know what, just turn the Internet off. Um, You don't need to use the Internet. Their friends are still going to use the Internet. Their friends um, or people that are not their friends, really. The other kids that are, are being mean using the Internet um, can share and, and shame and do things uh, in ways that are, are not good. Uh, we uh, have a law here in Texas now, David's law, ab- about this. Um, we've uh, 
had uh, folks on the program to talk about the kickoff of that, but uh, schools are required um, to have a cyberbullying policy and a, and a way for people to report and handle that because telling your kids just to turn their phone off is not the solution. That's telling them to exclude themselves and turning their phone off still does not stop other people uh, from uh, sharing, shaming, and uh, causing uh, real, real issues uh, for kids that are um, going through awkward times. Teenage life is hard. Um, I know many of adults think back, we're like, oh, like I wasn't like that. Oh, no, we were all like that when we were teenagers, too. <laughs> so um, you can uh, pick on them a little bit, but uh, give them a break um, and uh, give them a, a way that if they're, they're asking someone to stop, uh, the schools need to have that policy in place. Um, and it needs to follow on and off campus. This is one of the things that uh, the law uh, needed to allow uh, things to follow on and off campus because uh, cyberbullying uh, it's not like uh, kids used to go fight across the street from school and then the school couldn't do anything about it. Well, this cyber stuff just flows back and forth so much now uh, that uh, the schools needed to be able to have the authority to to deal with it, whether the text message or the image was shared during school hours or after school hours when the kids were uh, up on their phones and things at night. So I know I took a, a little bit of a... a curve and a turnball there yeah I can't, I can't i mean it's the start of the school year again these are things that come to be top of mind uh, and as we've been talking a bunch about education and cyber patriot and all those things with the kids here but um, that's an important one as well uh, somewhat related to all these things on the internet and with the, the ukrainian coming out there talking about trying to keep public infrastructure safe there in a country uh, made me think about the safety of our kids here uh, in San Antonio. So at Cybersecurity San Antonio, so you've got four different programs that are running through uh, this uh, 2019 year. So we had mentioned them in passing at the the start of the program. And let's uh, I want to dive into those in a, a little bit more detail for those folks that are sticking with us uh, throughout the whole program. So I'm going to not go in order, though. We've talked some about the education one already, so I'm going to kind of mark that off the list. But there's a whole area around education and cybersecurity. If you want to get more involved in that, you can go to cybersecuritysa.com and figure out uh, when, where, and how to uh, get yourself uh, into those activities. So another one uh, is the the global engagement. Mm -hmm. So San Antonio, major cybersecurity uh, hub here in the U.S., but what are we doing outside the U.S., and what is that core focus area? What are they working on to extend um, San Antonio's cybersecurity industry and influence outside the U.S.? Right. So for that group, so again, the four different areas, they all have uh, co-chairs, and those co-chairs are uh, different volunteers, uh, committee members who are engaged and have background experience in that field. And so for global engagement, we have um, Thomas Davis from the City of San Antonio Economic Development Department. Will is on that one because he's worked really closely with Thomas on the Brookings Institute um, strategy. And so I think that's probably the best place to start is with Brookings. So folks know, you know, having Brookings attention is a big deal. Their studies, their reports, um, that alone elevates your community to an international audience. And so Brookings selected San Antonio as one of eight different communities across the United States to evaluate um, an industry and do a deep dive, gather data, analyze that, and see where the opportunities are with target markets um, across the world. So this is not U.S.-based markets. These are international markets. And so for San Antonio, the industry that was selected first was cybersecurity and IT. And so one... um, Part of that was gathering the data. So that in itself was uh, a task because figuring out 
you know, who's headquartered here? What do they work on? Yes, it can be a cybersecurity company, but what specifically within cybersecurity do they do? What are their products and services? How many people do they employ? Sometimes it's hard to find that information, um, even through trusted relationships. So that was the first task was finding the data. Then looking for um, synergy, for lack of a better word, even though I hate that word, but uh, cultural connections, business connections, uh, markets that have things in common with San Antonio that would be a good fit. So some of those cities you'd be surprised to see on the list. So Tel Aviv, right, in Israel. Yeah, we've, had, uh, we've had some guests uh, on the program that are uh, former Israeli special forces that yes. have moved into the private sector over there and are working on some pretty cool things. Right. So similar to San Antonio, we have transitioning military cyber professionals who come out of the Air Force and then they go into private industry or they become entrepreneurs, they have startups, all of that. Um, so there are a lot of connections there. Uh, Darmstadt, Germany is another uh, market that we're looking at. Mexico City. Toronto, um, Canada. Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Toronto, folks Canada. Go, like, Toronto doesn't, it's like, don't they just, they play hockey up there. They have maple syrup, but uh, no, there's a lot of security research going on uh, in Waterloo, which is not too far uh, west of Toronto. Uh, and uh, yeah, lots of technology uh, happening up there. Yeah. So I think in all those markets, um, there are examples you can point to even further of folks here in San Antonio who have connections with them already. So the San Antonio, the city of San Antonio and the Bear County folks, they host delegations all the time. So now it's a matter of tightening up those engagements. So when we have folks who are coming, making sure we get a heads up um, that we can have industry folks or we can have nonprofits or we can have education institutions, professors be there in the room as well. And so that's uh, progress for us. Um, another example I like to point to is UTSA. So UTSA, uh, last summer we got to meet some professors who were visiting from Mexico, uh, not just Mexico City, but throughout the country of Mexico, working on AI, working on machine learning, autonomous vehicles, sensors, all of that fascinating same things we're working on uh with the industry here and so those connections can be tightened up and across borders right because at the end of the day all these issues we're working on them together and we want the good folks to be on the same side with the good folks and we want the bad folks to kind of be over in their own little corner quarantined we can't do that when we're um when we have borders um so in this space it's really exciting to see um all these issues transcend borders shared research and just nerd out uh, with different markets so that's essentially what the brookings study shows and there was a recent release on that and so the first iteration i believe is out yeah so that's really exciting so and um that one i'll, I'll kind of segue into the your second core focus area which is innovation and economic development which is basically the u.s domestic version of the first one right or is there doing something different as well? So with that one, so if you think of global engagement as an external PR team, external business development, business relations, you know, if I'm a company, I have no idea, I want to I open up, you know, new markets for my company, but I don't know where to start. That Brookings Institute study should be your first place that you go to know where we already are as a community. And so it kind of saves you time there. With innovation and economic development, that's a group that we put together because we were trying to figure out you know, when you're developing our economy here, you need data and you need to know what we have, what we're doing, the cool things so you can broadcast that out. So we put those two together because the startups, the tech folks, the entrepreneurs uh, need to be in touch with uh, folks that are bringing in visitors 
enticing conferences, um, hosting, visiting executives, board meetings, things like that. Uh, those folks need to be together because the thing that wows people when they come to San Antonio, yes, we have the Riverwalk, the Spurs, Tacos, Awesomeness, but we also have this tech district that's growing. We also have tech essentially in every district in San Antonio, right? It's not just limited to downtown. Uh, we have Port San Antonio. We have Texas A&M San Antonio. We have UTSA downtown and Normain campus, St. Phillips, everybody. Everybody has something in tech and innovation, but we don't have all of that in one place. And so that group is tasked with a huge, huge, huge objective of what are our data sources? Where are they located? How many people work in information technology? How many people work in cybersecurity? How many cleared people do we have? Uh, where are those, um, if you're thinking of the heat map, where are those hottest areas in San Antonio, right? And if we want to grow the heat map bubble in downtown, what does that look like? Yeah. Um, exactly. And then baseline numbers. To be honest, we need baseline numbers so that we can measure our growth. Yeah, and so that's that group that's going to help us figure all that out. Yeah, because as I, I think about uh, looking from downtown here and driving straight north up 281, almost every exit I can think of a cybersecurity or technology company right. uh, along that all the way out of town. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, you've got UTSA over on the on the west side of town. You've got Rackspace with a big right. um, cybersecurity and managed services uh, offering over on the the east side of, of the city. And you, right. you get yeah around to a you number. You think of, of digital defense, Delta Risk. We have a lot of local companies. You have IP Secure at the port. And then you have bigger folks like uh, General Dynamics, Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman, folks that don't. If you're an external audience, you don't normally associate with San Antonio um, yeah. at all, let alone NSA, let alone Air Force Cyber Command, Air Force Intel Command, um, even Health IT, if you want to broaden it even further. Yeah. And so there are a lot of really innovative projects, uh, investments being made here in San Antonio on small and big levels. And I think it's just trying to get all that on one page and get some numbers. So that way, as we're out and about in the world, we're better uh, informed advocates for our city. Yeah, and then now out at the the port, we can talk some about the the cool intersection of uh, aerospace and cybersecurity and all that together. So, uh, the, which we have to brag about. Yeah, the highlight I, we get to brag about Air yes. Force One, the goes, new Air Force One. Yeah, is like being worked on maintenance and all of those things happen uh, here on the west side of San Antonio because we have that unique intersection of right. aerospace and cyber. Um, and the new fleet is going to be built there too, which is. Super yeah. exciting, um, very exciting. And it's just an impressive plane, Yeah. period. You know, that is just, again, a testament to San Antonio, our strength as a community, and how we contribute to national security, which I think sometimes we don't tout enough either um, because maybe it might put a little target on our back. But we are a huge contributor to national security. And I think um, if, you're not, if you know nothing else about cybersecurity in San Antonio, you should feel go to sleep a little bit easier knowing that there are folks working 24-7 in this city to protect the whole country, Yeah, uh, which is really, really exciting. Yeah, I guess in the, if you were to drive up out of downtown along uh, the I-10 corridor here, you've got the FBI's got a big uh, mm -hmm. field office there, and that field office has got some computer scientists and other folks that... In the FBI, there's agents, and then there's all sorts of other folks, and they, right. they have cybersecurity agents here, but then they also have cyber, um, computer science professionals right. uh, at the agency here in San Antonio focused on cybersecurity activities. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think every yeah. every area and everywhere that you would go and drive uh, around right. uh, town, uh, there's, there's tech everywhere. There's, there's, there's tech innovation everywhere. Tech and cybersecurity cyber. everywhere. 
information yeah. security, all of that. So then military and government affairs. So yes. Isn't there like a, I mean, so military is huge here. It's all, right. it's the biggest employer, um, right. both directly and then indirectly in San Antonio. Um, and this is like all the way from basic training in the Air Force. If you're right. going to join the Air Force, you're going to spend some time in San Antonio. Uh, basic training for every uh, new entrance into the Air Force uh, comes through the city here. You have that. But then you have all the way up to like the uh, super skilled uh, in cybersecurity jobs. We have uh, Army um, medical research here um, and top-level trauma care facility. I think if you do a medical residency in the military now, you also end up in San Antonio. Uh, so you've, you've got that broad um, aspect. In, and so the chamber has a separate military and government affairs committee, or they have to, don't military they? Military Affairs Council. There's a whole Military Affairs Council. Yes. So how is this one, as a cybersecurity core focus area, different from the overall one? Right. So it's a little different in that we're focusing as broad as it is, as hard it is, as it is on cybersecurity, information security, but, you know, totally, completely in lock with military affairs. Um, and even more so, we have an education workforce council as well, totally in line with them. We have an economic development council, um, too. And so more and more, we're working more closely together because all of our priorities um, overlap. But um, in terms of military affairs, they focus on um, supporting quality of life for military veterans, the bases, expanding. Ours align with that as well, but I would take it even a step further. And specifically, you know, our cyber and intel missions here in San Antonio are so important to the economy, but also to national security. We want to make sure they stay here. So if that means, you know, building up contractors, like we talked about earlier, the talent pipeline, um, even dispelling some myths. So a lot of people don't realize that military cannot advocate for themselves, right? And I think we have to say that explicitly and clearly. They cannot, nobody from the military can come up to me and say, hey, Amanda, we really need a new building. Um, our parking lot is full of potholes. Um, we need, you know, X, Y, Z. They cannot do that. Like, they cannot do that. So the only way to advocate for our military is through partners, right? So talking on CyberTalk Radio, um, sharing information about the missions, encouraging people to learn more about the presence of the military beyond just, you know, basic training, but also these missions. So that way we can all be advocates for them. And so I think as many hands and brains that we have on deck as possible is is helpful for that. Yeah. So download the 311 SA app. Uh, and so that came out of CivTech SA, uh, which we've uh, had the Office of Innovation on the program talking about that. Uh, we've uh, had some of the folks that uh, went through some of the CivTech challenges. But so this, if you're listening out there in San Antonio, you, you want the potholes fixed in your neighborhood, 311 SA, <laughs> it's an app for your phone. You can take a picture, it'll tag the coordinates, and uh, it will get dispatched directly to city services to go fix that stuff. And if you happen to be driving uh, over on the west side or the east side or the center of San Antonio, because basically the military bases are everywhere, but if you're near a base and you see bad roads or things that need to get fixed, tag and, and flag that um, so that it can get submitted to the city and we can uh, make sure that we're doing the things we need to do to uh, help uh, our service members uh, stay here in San Antonio and uh, enjoy uh, the life that they have while they're here. Yep. And I think also in line of military and government affairs, so it's essentially for civilians like myself who have never served, we have to do a better job of understanding the structure of military, the chain of command, uh, how they fit within their departments and their wings, what that means. It's a, learning a whole new language. 
Um, so that's part of that and making sure that we have people in that group who can help us understand that and navigate those um, channels. The other part of that, the government affairs, is policy, right? So my background is in cybersecurity and IT policy at the federal level, um, understanding who it is that we should talk to at federal agencies. So maybe not just DOD, maybe not just on the Hill with elected officials in Congress, but specific committees, right? What are their research and development funding streams look like? How do we increase that here? SBIR, right? STTR opportunities. Do companies understand that they can go to a university and approach them and say, hey, I have this great idea. Do you have any faculty working on this? How can we work together on this? Universities are open to that, right? Um, and then the other piece is when you understand the assets that we have in San Antonio, and then you figure out who oversees those um, assets in D.C. or at the state level or the local level, you can be an informed advocate, right? So I shouldn't have to, or you shouldn't have to, any of us should have to be the only one who knows all this stuff. Um, and people rely on you to be the one and only yes. to save the day. Uh, so part of that group is to say, hey, these are our priorities. Um, this is what we need to have happen. Um, an example right now is at the federal and the state level is supply chain security. So what does that mean? Uh, who are we targeting? Um, how are we securing our supply chain? Uh, how are we helping manufacturers understand their role in cybersecurity? Yeah. How are we understanding schools, you know, helping schools figure out how to secure their data and make sure that they're patching and updating or that they have the resources to do that? We can lobby for that, too, and advocate for that as well. We're paying attention to our ISDs, what their budget looks like. Um, our city budget just came out. There was an increase for ITSD. That's fantastic, right? So write in a thank you letter even, right, from industry, from community members. Yeah, let folks saying, know it's valued. The, the, the things that are they're improving is appreciated by you as a, a citizen and a voter out there. Right. So we're sneaking up to the end of the program here. And if uh, you were listening to us on the radio, your dial is on 1200 WAI. If you're listening to us on the Internet via iTunes or Pocket Casts or Stitchers or any of these other wonderful podcasting services out there. Thank you for uh, tuning into our replay. Uh, if you did want to catch this program in full, uh, you can do that uh, on those podcasting services on Tuesday, October the 2nd. It'll go up online there, uh, and it will be on the Internet from now until the end of time because that's what happens when things go on the Internet. Uh, and as we were uh, chatting on one of the uh, the breaks that we take while uh, we record our, our program here, uh, Amanda brought up uh, something uh, that she's been working on that's uh, exciting that's going to happen here in December in San Antonio. So I'm going to turn this back over to her to uh, share a little bit about that. Yeah, so we're super excited. Um, so this December, December 3rd and 4th here in San Antonio at the Grand Hyatt downtown, we are honored to have the National Initiative for Cybersecurity Education, NICE, holding its K-12 uh, Cybersecurity Education Conference. And so that's taking place again December 3rd and 4th uh, this year. And the reason why we're super excited as well is the San Antonio Chamber of Commerce, uh, including our Cybersecurity San Antonio program, we've partnered with the San Antonio Spurs to bring uh, Cyber Signing Day to the city. And so this is a federal conference with an expected attendance of 450 to 500 people uh, taking over the fourth floor of the Grand Hyatt and essentially hyping up students who are in cybersecurity as well as the companies, uh, local companies who have hired them and the educators who have trained them. And so this is really unique. Uh, I haven't seen anything like it in the country. We are the first to do it. Uh, and also, I'm pretty sure it's going to take off and be incorporated into future NICE conferences at the K-12 level. And so just to take you through what that looks like, 
We have the San Antonio Spurs who have committed as a sponsor for this event, as a partner for this event to bring out the coyote, bring out some bangers, the balloons throughout the whole ballroom. If you can just imagine that, 450, 500 people with bangers cheering not for the Spurs, <laughs> not for football teams, uh, but for students in cybersecurity, which is just fantastic. It's beyond exciting, and uh, it's an honor to have that here in the town. Yeah, no, and that's the way we we change the narrative because uh, the the kids uh, all want to do things to make their parents proud, to make uh, right. their peers proud of them, uh, to uh, grow up and and do things that uh, society says are important and get celebrated. And if we right. celebrate cybersecurity and we celebrate learning those things, just like we celebrate mem- memorizing a football playbook. Uh, then yes. uh, kids will want to uh, do those activities and they will, yes. um, as we get the, the word out and you get to, to see more of it as well, um, everyone can play cybersecurity. Um, right, so- and it's just as rigorous, right? Folks don't realize Cyber Patriot, for example, there is a training schedule, there are several competition rounds, and so we just want to highlight that. And so for more information, that's at www.sachamber.org. And click on events and you'll look for Cyber Signing Day. So we do have a few sponsorship opportunities still available uh, to cover costs for that, including custom jerseys for the students, which is really exciting. Yeah, no, that's that's great stuff. And uh, so your your high schools, we opened the program. You you gave a shout out to your your Eagles at Brackenridge. Right. So they've they've got a Cyber Patriot team. Yes, yeah. and the latest rumor is that SISD mandated ROTC teams, uh, cadets, to have at least one Cyber Patriot team at each high school. I, love I have it. not been able to independently confirm that, but that's the rumor, and I, so that's like why it. there's an increase that, in high schools across SISD. That sounds like a great mandate for every school and every school district in San Antonio, and I know there's there's an ROTC program in San Antonio. Uh, we had a, a student from that high school uh, on. Uh, she's in the Ghostwire Academy. Um, this is Clark High School. Clark, if you're listening out there, you should bring Cyber Patriot back. I think the registration deadline for this season is uh, in October during National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. So you still could decide to have a Cyber Patriot team this year, Clark, if you're listening to this uh, on uh, the radio. If uh, you're listening to this on the replay, unless it's right there on Tuesday when we go up on October the 2nd, it might be too late to bring your team back this year. But uh, Clark High School, you should have a Cyber Patriot team. So. Uh, with that note, Amanda, thank you for joining us very much. We're going to uh, go ahead and uh, close out Cyber Talk Radio here. Uh, thank you for listening out there on 1200 WAI. <laughs>